Hello and welcome to the Unlocked Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Locke, professional speaker, magician and confidence coach. And quite simply, Unlocked is a journal of self-improvement. I'm talking to the experts, authors and successful people from around the world, as well as sharing my mishaps and magical adventures in my own life too, to unlock the best version of ourselves. My aim is to give you some insight and inspiration so you can unlock the best version of yourself too. Now, if this sounds like your cup of tea, then hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Wednesday. Now, relax and enjoy the show. Have you ever wanted to write your own book? Well, how about writing a best-selling book? Welcome to this week's episode of Unlocked. This week, I am joined with Vikrant Sharia, who is the founder and CEO of bestsellingbook.com. For the last decade, Vikrant has perfected a process to transform fuzzy book ideas into actual number one bestsellers on the likes of Amazon, The Wall Street Journal, and USA Today. If you are interested in writing your own book, or you're interested in making a best-selling book, but you are a writer, but you really want to publish your own book one day, then this is the episode for you. You're going to learn how to write that best-selling book and how it can transform your life just like it did for Vigrant, and also how to transform that fuzzy book idea into being a number one bestseller. It's a fantastic episode. And don't forget, if you do enjoy this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and let us know what you think to the episode. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Today's guest is Vikrant Sharia. He is the founder and CEO of bestsellingbook.com. He's a young disruptor who's merged his entrepreneurial spirit with his lifelong passion for books, creating groundbreaking strides in the best-selling book industry. For a decade, Vikrant perfected a process to transform fuzzy book ideas into actual number one bestsellers on the likes of Amazon, The Wall Street Journal and USA Today. He's even tested it out on himself with stellar results, earning six digits only two months after launching his own number one bestseller, How to Write a Bestseller and Become a Bestselling Author, Attract High Value Clients and Skyrocket Your Authority. Welcome to the Unlocked Podcast, Vikrant. How are you? Thank you so much, Rookie, uh, for that in- lovely introduction. I'm doing really good and uh, really excited for our conversation today. Fantastic. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And you are my first uh, international guest. And uh, I think when you said it's about 20 to 7 in the evening where you are. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And I'm really looking forward to deep diving into your story because you have a really incredible story of where you've got to right now which i think will inspire a lot of the listeners but we gave a little bit of a great intro uh, obviously a little bit about what you do but tell us a little bit more vikrant who are you and what is it that you do sure uh so i'm as you mentioned like i own bestsellingbook.com where we help entrepreneurs thought leaders coaches experts people who have amazing ideas and stories to share with the world in the form of a book but they are super busy or they don't have the skill set to write a professional looking book. So they are stuck. They are, they are not able to uh, take the ideas which they have in their mind into paper. And they are not also able to take that uh, in into the published state. So they are not able to turn those ideas into a published book. So what we do is we have a done for you system, which it means that they just come to us. We interview them. We exactly understand their book ideas, message, stories, experience, and expertise. And we write the book for them in their authentic voice with their personality. 
And we not only write the book, we do all kind of steps involved in the publishing and marketing process, like editing, uh, doing the proofreading, cover designing, book formatting. We publish the book, we market the book, we get sales, we get reviews, and we also get a uh, number one bestseller on Amazon. If you don't hit bestseller, we refund three times their investment. So that's their, our claim. So this is what we do, and this is how we are helping our clients. Fantastic. And uh, there's loads of testimonials and success stories that we can see from the website, and uh, you've helped out hundreds and hundreds of people. So we will put a link in the show notes for people to find out more about this. And later on in the episode, we're going to take a bit of a deep dive into this because I think it's fascinating how you've created this wonderful company. But I'd like to just kind of rewind and go back a little bit because I know that you have a, an incredible story that's led you to this point. So if you wouldn't mind, we can share with me uh, and to the listeners how you got to this point now. Sure. So I guess 10, 10, 11 years ago, I was in an engineering college and I used to hate the lectures. I used to hate uh, everything about the whatever goes into the classrooms because it used to be extremely theoretical. And I'm kind of a practical guy. I want to see things moving. And they used to just, even if when they used to uh, uh, take us to the laboratory, uh, it, it used to be just theory right? No practical stuff. And uh, I was still not clear what I would be doing in my life, but I was pretty much sure that I really don't want to become an engineer. And uh, so I guess I was in the third trimester, uh, third semester of my college and where I found this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Great and, and I read that book. It completely changed my perception about uh, finance and uh, life and the very same day I decided to do something of my own and the very same day I just dropped out of the college so um, so I dropped out I got a business idea and I started a company with that business idea um, but long story short um, I had no experience I was just 19 years of old 19 years uh, of age and the business failed right? Within six months, I had to shut down the company. I made a bunch of mistakes, right? There are plenty of mistakes, but yeah, I learned from them. And then I had no money to pay my my bills, my electricity, my rents. So then what happened was I was searching online how to make money online with zero investment because I had no money. And I stumbled upon self-publishing. I got to know that I could write books, I could publish books. But the problem was, I used to get the lowest grades in English subject. English is not my first language. And I had no experience with writing. So uh, somehow I was able to write the book and publish the book. Um, I started making some money. But yeah, in the process, I identified a system through which even those people like who are not having a skill set to write a book, they can also write their book. Right. So we, I, have, I have developed that system. So the system which I developed, it was specifically for me, but now we are using it for other people. So once I started uh, writing books for myself under my pen names, I started making some money. Uh, I also started helping people like with my coaching and consultation. And I guess six to seven years ago, uh, I shifted the entire company. Right. Initially, we were into coaching and consultation space. 
but just because so many people were reaching out to us mentioning that we don't have the time we don't have the skill set to write a book and then we decided to start this done for you services um basically we providing all the services for them um and then helping them with the entire process and of course i'm in india but the company is in states it is incorporated in states all the writers editors proofreaders we have they are from states so we have a pool of over thousands of writers and editors and proofreaders and uh, we have helped i guess more than 500 clients uh, till date uh, and turn their ideas into best selling books so yeah this is this is this is my my journey and this is how i i came here it's an incredible journey and, and thank you for sharing yeah i'm a big fan of uh, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a great book and it really gets you to think about uh, things in life and especially with financing as well. Um, I'm particularly interested in that point when, you know, you, you're going on this path of life and uh, you decided that you don't want to be an engineer anymore. What do you, what does your family and your friends all say to that when you're heading in a direction and you completely change direction? What do they say? Everyone in my life uh, was completely against of this decision. Uh, my close friends, my family. There was, of course, only one person who was standing with me. She was my girlfriend. By the way, now she's my wife. Yes, so yes. <laughs> I think, and if I've done my research right, I think she helped to design some graphics for the book. Is oh, that right? So she helped me with the proofreading of the book. Ah. So remember the first book which I wrote? I was a terrible writer. Somehow I was able to compile this 200 pages book. But she was really good with uh, with grammars and stuff. So she helped me with the proofreading, and then I was able to publish the book. So, so yeah, she was the only one who supported me. But other than that, everyone was was really were really upset with my decisions, including my parents. Um, now they are really happy. <laughs> yes. But yeah, back then, of course, it it was very difficult phase when it comes to the relationships. Uh, I guess it was. There was a time when I was not in talking terms with my with my parents. I think six months, one year, I was not able to talk to them. Right. Wow. Um, so yeah, I was alone, com- almost completely alone. Uh, it, it was tough, man. Like especially when, mm. uh, but I, I really didn't care. I knew that what what I didn't want in my life, uh, even if I would be becoming a really great engineer, I knew that I won't be happy. Mm. So it wasn't for me. I was crystal clear in my uh, mind, even in, the, in, even in business or even in current state as well. Uh, if someone is going to be offering me maybe a, a million dollars or maybe billion dollars as well to go and again become an engineer, I would not go there. <laughs> this is not for cards. Yeah. Yeah. So money, of course, matters, but it really doesn't matter. Like if... I have to choose as a entire career path. I really don't want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like whenever we are working, right. As an entrepreneur, we are giving at least maybe six hours, 10 hours, maybe more than that every day for this. Right. So we are spending maybe 50% of our life on our career, usually mm-hmm. right, on average. Yeah. And if your career, like you, you really hate your career, if you really like every day, it is kind of a suffocation for you. That's not worth it. Yeah. Even if you'll make maybe less money, even if you have to sacrifice a few things, but if you're happy, 
with whatever you're doing, that's a worth it. That that's a worth it life, right? So definitely. So this is what I believe. And I all I also go with I go with the principle this principle today itself. And I'm really happy that I took that decision. And um, by the like we are financially fine, but initially it was tough. But yeah, I, I was the only one and also my girlfriend, like who believed in me. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm happy that I took that decision. Definitely. And that determination has paid off now because you are now helping, inspiring, you know, over 500 people you were saying there to get their own books out there, which I think everybody wants to write a book. You know, it's something that I want to do one day and it's, it's always there. So I, I totally empathize with people that say they I just don't have the time so creating that service is absolutely amazing so I love that so you, you've gone from this position of um not really happy with where you're going in life you've now changed trajectory and then you start to write this book so when this leads on to the best selling how what happened to get your first book because I believe uh, well the first couple of books eventually then one of them became a bestseller is that right so initially it wasn't about bestsellers it was all about writing books publishing book and maybe making some royalties of the from the book. My initial goal was just to pay my rents and my bills. Yeah, that was the only thing. I didn't know that anything about bestseller things, right? I had no idea about that. But what happened was, um, initially, it was all about writing books, publishing book, and maybe getting some reviews, marketing book sales. It wasn't about bestsellers. Uh, but the thing is, when we started helping people, initially, of course, it was coaching and consultation. But when we shifted to this uh, done for you model. The the, the initial initially the company's name wasn't bestsellingbook.com. It was yeah. was it book factory? It was, it was yeah. It was the books factory yeah. because we were producing books. But um, we got to know that almost all the books which we were producing and when we were doing the marketing, almost all of the books they were becoming uh, bestsellers. Right? We were able to get good reviews. And then we also started doing uh, Wall Street Journal and US Today as well. So, so that's the reason, I guess, two or three years ago, we decided to rebrand the entire company. We bought this domain, bestsellingbook.com. It was expensive, pretty much very, very <laughs> expensive. But we, yeah. we thought, let's do it. Like, this is the ulti- uh, this is their ultimate goal. Um, because with the Books Factory, uh, we were having some issues with SEO or also... People were getting confused whether it is Books Factory or the Book Factory. Of course, or, yeah. Right. So, but now there it is crystal clear that it is bestsellingbook.com, and this is their ultimate goal, which yeah. they will be delivering. Right. So it's just it's a reflection of what we do and what's their end goal they will be able to achieve with us. So right. that's why we we renamed the or re, rebranded the entire company. Love that. So if we can explore this then, um, what is the measure of a best-selling book? So for example, me, and if there's a few listeners out there that has this idea, they want to publish a book, they might want to contact you after this and say, hey, can you help obviously write this book for me? What is the measure of a bestseller? It depends on exactly which platform you are going for. So there are different type of uh, platforms. So first one, which is the most prestigious one, it is New York Times bestseller. And, it's, <laughs> and it is the most trickiest one, right? We are still trying to figure it out. The thing <laughs> is like, uh, it is volatile. Like 
it depends on too many things. Like there's so many variables involved. Even if the thing is like book sales doesn't matter with New York Times. The editors of New York Times, they they personally handpick those books and and sometimes they go with the reviews of the book. Sometimes they go with um, the the media which the book got. Sometimes they go, they go with the sales. Sometimes they go with everything, right? Uh, so it is very, very tricky. But yeah, usually you have to get around maybe 20,000 sales in a week, right? 15 to 20,000 sales in a week to hit New York Times bestseller, but that's not guaranteed, right? You also need a few different things as well. You also need maybe more than 50 to 60 podcast appearance. You also need traditional yeah. media coverage. You also need uh, feature on maybe uh, Entrepreneur, Forbes, Inc., right? These type of platforms. Then yeah. maybe they will be choosing it. It's not under our control. Of course, yeah. Then, then comes um, Wall Street Journal bestseller and uh, USA Today bestsellers. On these platforms, it is way more predictable than New York Times. It completely depends on the number of sales you're getting. And we, and we are talking about the ebook sales. So if you are if you are able to get around seven thousand sales in a week, you can easily hit uh, bestsellers on these platforms, right? Ninety nine point nine nine percent times, right? And of course, sometimes if there are so many books, because usually they just go with ten books in a week, right? In different categories. So if there's so many books published and everyone's promotion is really right, then maybe you may miss the thing. But if you are getting 7,000 sales in a week, then usually you will be hitting the bestsellers over there. The third is the Amazon bestseller. It's actually one of the most easiest one, but still there's a proper system and proper formula which you have to go for, right? Nice. So uh, with Amazon bestseller, you have to find out the right categories. You have to find out the profitable categories, which also has less competition. Right. So uh, there are some tools and software through which you can easily find out uh, how many sales the number one book is getting in any specific category. For example, if your book is all about maybe entrepreneurship uh, with the tool, one of the tools name is Publisher Rocket. Right. Right. You can simply Google that and you can find I think it is ninety nine dollars one time investment and you can find profitable keywords, categories. Right. So you can use that and you can find the right categories. If you find out that your your book is going to fall under entrepreneurship and if the number one book is getting 500 sales in a day. So your goal is to get more than 500 sales in a day to outrank the number one book and to hit bestseller on Amazon. So. Right. So this is what it takes for different platform to become or hit bestsellers. Yeah. Wow. So potentially then you could be if if my thinking's right here you could potentially be a bestseller for a day and you've got that title then forever haven't you to say that you are a number one uh, bestseller on amazon or whatever platform that you choose yeah Yeah. that's this is the thing like once a bestseller i always a bestseller so even on new york time as well uh authors become bestseller for a week and then they even if they're not getting any sales at all for the entire lifetime they can call call themselves New York Times bestseller. Of course, yeah. Wow. Right. So yeah. this is this is how it is. And I guess that's that establishing that credibility and authority, isn't it? You know, if someone has 
on LinkedIn or uh, obviously on their website, you know, New York Times bestseller. It's obviously yes. going to go, oh, okay, they've mm. got a good book, haven't they? So brilliant. Well, I remember um, I had a bit of experience with this because I, um, as briefly mentioned just before the call, I, um, I've published books uh, on KDP on Amazon mm. self-publishing, just like notebooks, um, a couple of coloring books for kids and that whole research in terms of the SEO uh, to find the right keywords because I remember when I was looking, uh, self-publishing is quite big. It's quite huge. And obviously with the lockdown, I think it's grown even more um, to be found on even page one of Amazon or so it's it's tricky, isn't it? It's difficult. So I guess, like you said there, there's those other supporting tools. So not just only are you getting the book out, but then you've got that publishing of, well, let's go yeah. have an interview. Let's go have a magazine thing. Uh, and yeah. Let's go do that. But but I guess for anyone that comes to you that says, you know what, I really have this great idea. Why is it important to get a book published? Uh, initially, I thought that on, that writing a book can only help you with a professional level. But yeah, let me cover those professional points as well. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely somehow when you say that you are a, you are an author or a best-selling author, people trust you. I've seen it several times um, and it really helps you establish trust. It really helps you because if you are an author on a specific topic, for example, if you are looking for maybe a funnel, uh, like someone, an expert on funnel, right? Who can actually do the funnel building for your maybe online course, which you're launching. And you, you shortlisted 10 people and then, out of these 10 people, one person is an author or a best-selling author. You would be more inclined towards going with that person because this person has written a book about how to uh, launch a successful funnels for your maybe e-commerce e yeah. business or your, your website, whatever it is. The thing is, somehow you will know that this person is credible. He knows this his stuff, Right. And he's if he's a best-selling author, like you would be way more inclined towards going with this person, right? Mm -hmm. This is how our brain works somehow. And yeah. Brian Tracy said this several years ago that to become an author, sorry, to become an authority, you have to become an author because in authority, the first few letters are author. So, so yeah, it really helps you establish your the trust, uh, authority, um, and also expertise in your industry. Mm -hmm. The second is. Uh, once you publish the book, now it's it's up to you. Like if you use the right funnel inside your book, you can use the book to get more clients, generate leads, get more speaking gigs, right? So it completely depends on your goal. It completely depends on what is your why? What is your purpose? Why exactly did you want to write the book in the first place? And uh the book can help you do all of these things. Let me share you one pretty much case study, which works really good for our clients and specifically the speakers, right? So if you are a speaker on a certain topic, right? And you have published a book. Now, even if you have got zero sales on your book, right? Maybe a few reviews, you can still get speaking gigs with your book. How? So you find out maybe top 100 events around your topic, right? Who perform a speaking uh, organization and actually they, they provide, they call speakers around the topic. You create a list of those 100 people 
and then you also find the address and then you get 100 copies of your book, really like professional hardcover copies. Along with that, a handwritten notes, right? With every nice. book. And you send it to every person. And in the handwritten note, it would be something like, hey, just want to send you this gift. Um, I know that you organize events around, on these topics. I also talk about these things. I just wanted to, uh, just for the appreciation, like I, I just wanted to share this gift with you. If you think I... Maybe sometime I can help your audience in any way. You can give me a call on this number. Brilliant. And it works really well for speakers because out of 100, they usually get maybe five or 10 calls, right? And if they are charging maybe 20K or 10K, even 10K, even if they get three, um, three opportunities or three gigs, they within just with 100 books itself, they got $30,000 business. Hey, it's Ricky here, and I'm just pausing the episode really quickly to remind you that you can watch video episodes with all guests, receive bonus behind-the-scenes content and extra episodes, all for as little as just the price of a cup of coffee. You can do this in the Unlocks Patreon community, but rather than me tell you why you should join, here's one of our Patreon members and what they have to say. Why do I think being a patron of the Unlock podcast is awesome? Ricky, that's it. I've known Ricky for a very long time. We worked together back in the day at Argos. He's always been supportive, engaging, and one hell of a magician. Still don't know how he does half that stuff. This podcast is everything that Ricky is all about. And being a patron, I get to support him in this journey. And I get to learn some really useful stuff along the way. We get some exclusive content as patrons. And it's so worth missing out on a coffee each month. So come and join us. You won't regret it. So just like Ant, to get involved, head to patreon.com forward slash the Unlock podcast or click the link in the show notes and come and join the fun. Now, back to the episode. Right. Uh, and same happens with the clients as well. Like you can you can send the the book to your potential clients, send it to, to their business addresses or maybe to their home address or uh, also you can generate leads. Right. Mm. So depending on your goals, like it, the book can really help you do that. Right. Yeah. So um, then comes the personal level. Uh, and I recently have identified that after interviewing so many people or so many authors we have worked with. So it really helps you with the professional level, but it also helps you clear your thought process. When you are in the process of writing book, you like somehow before the writing process, you had too many ideas, too many stories everywhere. Now everything is just in 200 pages book. Yeah. Now you have a product with almost all the ideas and stories and experience which you had properly organized in the book. So it's kind of a self-healing process. You would yeah. become a different person when you are finally able to write that book. So these are the different whys, like why people should write a book and how it can help them, not only professionally, but also personally yeah. uh, transform uh, the entire mindset, right? Yeah, well, there's that legacy, isn't there? Um, I've recently had a, a daughter who's, who's over three months old now. And for me, there's this constant thought in my mind, thinking that when I, you know, as sad as it sounds, but if I pass away one day, by writing a book, that that's, that's be something that she will remember, right. or I can leave that legacy. 
And I particularly like the idea of the, um, you know, I've, I've heard before about some people writing books and, and they made a joke saying you don't make, you don't write books to make money. It's to then get other stuff like inquiries. So like that idea of reciprocity there, everybody loves getting something in the post, you know, like yeah. a parcel. So if you, if I received a book in the post and went, oh, wow, that's a very kind gesture. That mm. seed is then planted in my mind that thinks, maybe I want to do some work with this person, or maybe I want to see more. And mm. it happened to me last year. Somebody sent a book um, to come on the podcast, never heard of them before, but I went, okay, there's some really interesting stuff in this book that would be really good for the podcast. And then it kind mm. of then. So it's, this is a great asset. So to kind of recap a lot of the stuff we've had. So it, there's the, obviously the authority that this is going to establish. There's the credibility of being an expert of your category. Uh, I mm. love that whole thing about the personal thing about this is going to just kind of declutter everything and just get it straight into 200 pages. It's there. It's a legacy. It's also going to kind of project your business either with more yeah. speaking gigs and other stuff. So if we go back... This sounds like really great. I'm, I'm like, yeah, really excited. Let's go for it. So, okay, now maybe there's people listening out there that say, you know what? I've got an outline of my book or I've got an idea, but what are the barriers that sometimes stops people from doing this? So I know time is, has to be the main uh, answer that always happens in your, your consultations that you book, but what sort of things do you regularly see when people say, Vikram, look, I've got an idea, but what do you often hear from people? So I'll, as, you, as you have already covered the time factor, I'm not going to be covering that. <laughs> but yeah, there are a few more uh, different reasons why people are stuck. Uh, and one of the reasons is uh, whenever they have a book idea and they want to start working uh, with the book, I'm, I'm so much amazed uh, to know this, that most of the people, they start with chapter number one. Uh, which is fine. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, these people, they have established their business and they had started with a business plan. But somehow with their book, they are not starting with a book plan or an, you can say book outline. Yeah, They don't have a working book outline ready. So what they do is they always start with chapter number one. And after maybe two or three pages, they get stuck. They don't know what to do because they, they don't have uh, other chapters or other pointers that which, which they can write on. They always want to go from point A to point Z, uh, like alphabetically, right? Yeah. So with having a book outline uh, can really help you fix this problem. So if you are, for example, if you are in the zone of working on the chapter number one, you can write on the chapter number one, but maybe you don't want to write at some point on that thing or something is not like the ideas are not coming for the chapter number one, but just because you have all the outline ready, so you can work on maybe chapter number six, right? So yeah. So what you are doing is you are you are removing some barriers of those writer's block, right? So this yeah. is what you can do. So always start with the book outline. The second problem which I have seen is people, whenever they start writing, they also do the editing along with writing. So they're writing the book and they want to make every pages perfect before they move to the next page. <laughs> so, and, and the thing is like, I have, um, I guess recently I, I met a person. He was also, um, uh, he, he was a podcast host and he spent 16 years of his life for, for finally able to write his book. Wow. But the problem is, so somehow he was able to write the book, 
and basically he added so many quotes for from different quote uh, from different experts and people yeah and uh, all most of the ideas were connected with those quotes so without those quotes uh, those ideas were nothing and he started reaching like once the book was written he started reaching out to those people that hey can i use this quote and most of them they said no you can't ah interesting now this entire 16 years of journey and effort and is is completely gone yeah right so this is what happens if you try to make everything perfect so your time is very precious mm. so you have to get the book done as soon as possible so your number one priority should be having your first draft ready as soon as possible mm-hmm. maybe give yourself a deadline that hey just 60 days maximum 60 days and i'll be having my first draft ready it would be yeah. too bad right it would be too <laughs> bad to read but i would be having at least something ready something there yeah right and then maybe i'll be working on that thing uh i'll be going through it and then i'll also be taking some professional help like copy editors and proofreaders to fix it but initially you don't have to edit the book along with writing mm-hmm. right this is really big no no yeah so uh the third is uh i don't want to go very much detail into that but yeah let me brief that so now like we are living in 21st century but still we are writing the book the way people used to write in stone age mm-hmm. they used to uh maybe they were writing on stones right or <laughs> yeah slates and stuff but, yeah right <laughs> we are still sitting down and writing the book mm. now we have tools and resources through which we can write the book without writing the book the first is having a professional having a ghost writer who can actually interview you and they write the book if you have the money definitely go with that that's really speed up the entire process and you would be have you would be way more happier with, yeah. the, with the process <laughs> the second step the, the second option is instead of you re- view writing the book once you have the book outline ready just simply start narrating the book hmm. and record everything right just record everything one by one chapter by chapter or sub chapters by sub chapters and once you have everything ready just simply upload it uh, on tools like rev.com or happy scribe which actually do the transcription yeah. and you'll be having something ready or maybe hire a yeah. transcriber for that so the thing is you would be having again the first draft ready as soon as possible so most of these experts most of these people they're really good at talking they're really good at speaking or sharing those idea while they are talking but they're not good at writing they're they're just it's not their expertise yeah so this is how they can solve this problem they can simply speak record upload and they have the first draft ready brilliant yeah uh, there are also some tools like uh, jasper.ai which is an artificial intelligence tool so with a few commands you can have those those these tools like uh to write the entire book for you so these are kind of a 21st century ghost writers if you are a bit creative you can pro- provide instruction to these tools and they can write the entire book for you including the description including title and subtitle including the back cover copy everything of the book Yeah. So so yeah these are three reasons three reasons why people get stuck and I I think I've also shared the the solution on how to overcome that. 
Definitely, yeah. I, I love the idea. This this reminds me of a guest called Steve Judge, who I interviewed on the podcast, who talked about his goal about being a, a world champion, um, Olympic gold. And uh, he said about the idea, because we often talk about 10,000 hours of mastery. And he said, you know, I certainly didn't have 10,000 hours. I just had to make the hours count. And I think you're right. There could be this point where you could just wait for years and years, like the person you know, 16 years, and it's too late. You know, so there is that kind of balance, isn't there, between impatience, but getting it right, but not spending too long on it. And I love that. Well, Vikram, I'm really enjoying the, the podcast. And as we kind of like wrap this up, what would be your advice to anybody listening to this podcast right now who says, you know what, this this speaks to me. I have an art line, I have a draft or I have an idea. What would is your advice for them for their next steps? Yeah, so the next step would be definitely creating the book outline quadrant. Uh, so let me explain what this book outline quadrant may be in maximum three minutes. Yeah. Uh, so the book outline quadrant helps you exactly understand what the book is all about and what the book is not, who this is for, who this is not for, and how this book is going to be helping them and also going to be helping you sell more books, right? So these are the benefits of the book outline quadrant. So what is the outline quadrant? So outline quadrant consists of four different elements. The first is the idea. Of course, you already know the book idea. Maybe you have some rough book idea. The second is why. The purpose. Why exactly do you want to write the book? And you have always have to start with the why. Otherwise, you would just mess up in the marketing. So, for example, if you have to uh, get more speaking gigs, then start write it over there in the outline quadrant that you need more speaking gigs so that you would be crafting the entire book accordingly. So idea why the third is the readers we need to understand that we are not writing the book for yourself you're writing the book for the reader the end reader who's going to be reading the book they're stuck with point a and they want to go to the point z you have already covered point a to point z and you know the process you know the steps and now in the book you would be sharing that those steps right like how to go from point a to point z so so this is what you have to understand like who is the target readers what are the pain points? Why exactly they would be buying your book instead of other competitors' book? Uh, who? What's the demographic is? Exactly where you can find these people. Find everything about these people, right? So idea, why readers? And the third is the hook, the hook of the book, mm-hmm. right? How your book is going to be different, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, why people would, would be choosing your book over other books. So they're going to be, they're going to be, thousands of books, if not millions of books on the topic. So why your book? So there's some different strategies, like how you can use it. One of the best strategies to create amazing hook is uh, finding top 50 books on your topic and going through the three-star reviews on uh, on Amazon, right? Read those three-star reviews because these three-star reviews exactly tell you what is great about the book and what is bad about the book, <laughs> what is missing in the book. And these yeah. missing elements would be the hook of your book that, hey, like That's I'm going to be- a very good tip. Very good tip. So just read this outline quadrant, uh, maybe have it on A4 sheet, write it, paste it on the wall. It gives you so much kind of a, so much clarity about what the book is all about and why exactly you want to write a book and who this book is for and how this book is going to be different. For other from other books yeah everything is just in just one page and um, that's going to make the entire 
process of writing, uh, publishing, and also the marketing very, very easy because you have much more clarity about the entire process now. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. That's brilliant. I think that's some great steps there. I love that tip as well about the three star. That's a very true point. Very good. Well, Vikram, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. If people want to find out more about the work that you guys are doing at uh, Bestselling Book, uh, how can they find you or how can they discover more about you? Or maybe they might even want to come up and sign up and, and get a consultation call with you. So where can we find more about what you're doing? Sure. Uh, I think there would be two types of audience uh, listening to this. Uh, first, who has the financial resources? If you think that you have the financial resources to invest in professional uh, service providers like writers, editors, proofreaders, marketers, simply go to bestsellingbook.com. There are plenty of testimonials and case studies. There are so many testimonials we still haven't uploaded it. We don't have <laughs> enough space, but yeah, we'll be uh, adding it uh, in a while. But yeah, if you think that we can really help you out, uh, simply schedule a strategy session with us. And one of our author strategists is going to exactly understand your book idea and create a book plan for you. And then we'll be, we'll, we can start working from there. The, the second type of audience could be those people who don't have the financial resources and they want to do all of these things themselves. For them, uh, I have a resource guide. I have a checklist, just a one page checklist, which exactly cover each and every steps of the entire book writing, publishing and marketing process right? Everything is just on one page. So simply go to bestsellingbook.com slash checklist, download that checklist, print it out, paste it on the wall. You can see everything on just one page, right? Wow. Uh, so go there and download it. This checklist also comes with a blueprint, which explains how to use the checklist, right? Brilliant. So amazing resource. We use the same checklist for our clients as well, our one-on-one -on -one clients, done-for-you clients. But yeah, we have made it available for public. So if they are struggling, they can use this free resource to uh, publish their own book as soon as possible. I love that. Brilliant. And we'll put a reminder of that in the show notes as well. So if people want to check that out. Well, Vikram, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yes, good luck to you and the company. And uh, yeah, all the best for the, uh, for the rest of the year. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ricky. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Vikram, for coming onto the show. It was an absolute pleasure to discuss how to write a best-selling book with you. To the listeners, listen to this podcast. Thank you for supporting this podcast and listening to the end. Don't forget, head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Leave us a little review. Let me and Vikram know what you think to this episode. And also, a huge shout-out, as always, to the patrons of this podcast. Thank you, Chris Lovett, Sherry Brenton, Steve McDermott, Rory Barnes, and Anthony Howe for your continued support. As always, thanks for listening to this episode and good luck unlocking the best version of yourself. Goodbye.